Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, welcome to Q&A. We're so glad to have you with us. You will see there is a number across the bottom of the screen, and that is a number for you to text in your questions from the sermon this morning. So if you've got something stirring around your heart or your mind, I want to encourage you to text it in because likely someone else is thinking the same thing. So we do have some questions that have already come in. If you're ready, Tony. I'm ready. All right, let's do that. We'll get started with some questions here. Um, First one, uh, I thought all sin affects more than just yourself. Aren't there cases when your sin of the heart affects others and in essence, you sin against others? Yeah, that's a good question. And full disclosure, this came in after Thursday. So I tried to uh, address it a little uh, this morning. So the if we sin in a way that is not manifest, there's no spoken word, there's no action uh, that negatively impacts others. I think actually it's unloving to specify. So let me give an example. So I told Tracy I'd pick on Let's <laughs> Tracy has to manage so much communication over all this. So there are times like, hey, can you get this in chapel chat? Can you get this up? And let's just suppose uh, one week something I wanted to get in chapel chat. And I start thinking, I make a judgment, you know, like, or she uh, doesn't value something I'm trying to do. I have a thought, I have now judged her. And I quickly, in the conviction of the spirit, said, wait a minute, I don't know the facts. That's, that's a, I'm judging uncharitable. Lord, please forgive me. There's really, at this point, no reason to go and say, hey, I just want you to know, I thought uncharitable. <laughs> because now... Even though she, knowing her, she's very gracious, she would say, oh, I have to do whatever. Lady, or she has to make a decision about something I have to do, she may say, oh, he's prone to judging the chair. So now she has to take her thoughts captive. And so that's why I'm saying if, if it's not manifest. Now, if you sin in your heart and it's something where you know that say anything but your bitterness towards someone impacts your relationship in a negative way maybe carrying out the example i give her a negative year in evaluation well i need to go offensive you know what i was convicted that i was judging on shareholding that i would have confessed that but that's how i would answer that question mm-hmm. yeah dealing with that heart issue right but, and as you talked here, you mentioned taking your thoughts captive. Right. So powerful yeah. to take our thoughts yes. captive. Um, next question here, uh, towards the end, you know, talked about uh, illness as related to sin. So the question is, how do you know if an illness is the result of unconfessed sin? Uh, well, you don't know. Um, and so that's why uh, when we pray for folks, mm-hmm. um, we, we go through that scripture as elders, we have the privilege of praying for those who are sick who ask for it. And we just tell them, it says, we don't know uh, if this illness is a consequence, I mean, yeah, of, of sin, but because of the instruction here, this is your opportunity uh, to confess any unconfessed sin. And so, you know, it's like, well, it's always good to confess mm-hmm. whether I'm ill or not. And so it's beneficial to, to do that. But uh, we... Only the Lord knows um, what 
he's sovereign over all he's sovereign over illnesses so whether it's an illness that he's bringing about as a trial to grow us in dependence upon him mm-hmm. if it's also a uh, if we're believers even the illness is a correction it's not penal we're declared not guilty but it could be something that he's using to correct some thinking in us um, or to gr- grow us in dependence upon him mm-hmm. uh, let's I hear see. the dings coming in Yes, apparently there's some background music that's on in the auditorium still. So apologize that you're hearing that. Um, and so we'll see if our tech team can turn that off from the uh, control room here. Uh, and then we'll continue on the next question here. It said, you shared uh, how we should confess to those who witness our sin due to not being Christ-like. You give the example in family group. Right. Um, how do I sin against someone else by not demonstrating Christ to another? Yeah, that's a good question. I wish I had more minutes. So um, I don't think it's a situation where you're um, – I think if you're in a setting where you people know who you are, mm-hmm. know your, your profession as a Christ follower, and you act the fool, you're, you're sinful. It's like uh, I need to ask forgiveness because not only have I misrepresented God – you as a fellow Christ follower now have a burden of trying to overcome how people saw me act in your own attempt to witness. And so it's only appropriate. It's like, you know what? I definitely didn't represent God well. And now if others have seen how I act and think, well, that's what a Christian acts like. I don't want anything to do with it. That now makes your heart job or your responsibility to share Christ even harder. Um, So I think it's when other Christ followers see my behavior and I'm aware of it. I mean, mm. you know, if I'm at a at a restaurant and I speak um, unkind to my wife, I don't know who's. I don't know how loud it was. I don't know who heard it. So I don't need to take a poll. But we we know when others have seen us sin. And right. I think when we sin, if someone sins against their wife in front of the kids, you need to ask the kids forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Sin against your kids in front of your spouse, ask forgiveness. So it's just when they know who you are and they're clearly aware of your sin, we should ask forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And what a testimony right. it is to them. Uh, this question here said, uh, my question is, my husband is not saved. So when I do ask forgiveness, it gets shrugged off or he doesn't know how to respond. Do I need to continue asking for forgiveness if he doesn't accept it or respond? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question if you're asking forgiveness from believers or unbelievers. Our responsibility is to confess and ask forgiveness. It's now in their court, if they're believers, to choose to be obedient and forgive or not. And an unbeliever is the concept of forgiveness of sin is not um, not something they're familiar with. So, uh, I, I think in that case, you know, you you shouldn't con- not be concerned about their response. You're being faithful. You're asking mm-hmm. forgiveness, and it's a great way to um, mirror the gospel. Yes, and you could say, you know husband, I'm, you know, I know I sinned against Jesus when I did that. He died for my sin, and I just want to also ask your forgiveness because I knew it hurt you. You're not responsible for the response. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you know, it's like he's at least seen what the heart of a Christian looks like. So, And this is something really with any unbeliever around you, whether it's in a work setting or family, whatever, but there's something powerful about that humility mm-hmm. and seeking forgiveness and like you mentioned as an opportunity to share 
the gospel. You may get the response of, I mean, I did in my previous workplace, so no big deal, whatever. That yeah, was, you know, right. they don't notice it. But I know that it's my responsibility to do all that I can yeah. to seek that uh, reconciliation and to mm. seek that forgiveness of the Lord. But talk about putting Christ on display in a mm. unique way. It mm. really is when you seek forgiveness and apologize for something that in most for most people is probably like, oh, that's just normal behavior. Yeah, yeah. no big deal, whatever. Yeah, yeah. and they'll just yeah. shrug it off. Yeah. But an opportunity to go, no, here's why, yeah. right. and to share that with them. Um, actually, I have a testimony here is that I was consumed with extreme bitterness and anger towards uh, my husband's idolatry of workaholism, and the Lord brought me to 1 John 1, 9, and wanted me to confess my sin. I told God, um, okay, I might have a couple, but not much. Next thing I know, the Holy Spirit was downloading pages and pages of sins for me to confess. Um, I obeyed and confessed. Immediately, the bitterness and anger left me, and I haven't had it since. God's Word is alive and is a double-edged sword. Amen. Yeah. And that's what that's what the Apostle John said. He said, I want to tell you things so you can have this fellowship and joy. I mean... She didn't give any testimony that his behavior changed, mm-hmm. but now she has a that sense of joy and fellowship with her, uh, with her father and her brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that she didn't have until the confession. So that's joy despite circumstances. No indication yeah. that the circumstances changed. Right. So, yeah. Right. But joy in that um, confession, which is is so powerful, and that's something we've talked about through maturity through this series yeah. that. Um, as you grow in maturity with your walk with the Lord, the confession increases. Yes. So that's often a result of that and that deepening of that relationship with the Lord. That's right. And so a powerful opportunity. Um, to- I, uh, I didn't, I mentioned it Thursday, but that, that's a good point because I think as people mature, uh, I've had this in the counseling room that we are striving to be more like Christ mm-hmm. and uh, we won't, that's, unattainable in this life until we're perfected in heaven. And I remember a, a discussion with someone where I said, you know, when you, if you put people on the scale of righteousness and you pick your foulest person in history, whatever that may be, as a zero, and Jesus is a hundred, and you put yourself on the scale somewhere, we're closer to the zero than the hundred. Not because we're close to what that vile person is, but just because of how great Christ is. Mm-hmm. And so... That just means there's all the more room to confess and to grow, and we shouldn't be discouraged by that. We should say, thank you, Lord, for revealing where I'm not like you. Uh, and the more you do that, I, I it's just this growing circle of thank you, Lord, and mm-hmm. you get overwhelmed by his grace and his mercy, and you get joyful and you want to be about his mission. Uh, but when we try to get discouraged, like, oh, I should already be perfected, and I should already, you know, then it's it robs us of the joy that we can have. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. One of the songs you're singing, uh, the line, I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. When you think yeah. about just being completely undone yeah. over the fact that he is faithful and just to forgive us over and over and mm. over, that grows my yeah. love. That grows my appreciation. That grows my desire for more people to know him yeah. and to know that grace yeah. and forgiveness. Absolutely. Yeah. Some, there's part of us that we have to try to put to death that wants to pay our way. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like... You know, no, no, I want to earn. It's like, mm-hmm. no, but you're, that's a great line. Undone by the mercy. It's like, wow, that's, yeah, yeah. just undone. I've heard that song probably a yeah. hundred times, but yet for some reason today, that yeah. one phrase really yeah. captured me. 
Well, anything you would want to wrap up with or leave? Maybe you didn't have a minute to add in your uh, teaching this morning. Ah, thank you. Um, I, I tried to get there, and you know, when we we sometimes when people are having to can ask forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, we we um, we sort of try to help them and say, you know, you could go to someone and first of all acknowledge the act. I sinned against God and you when I fill in the blank. Um, that's acknowledge. And then you say, what I should have done and what I'll hope to do next time is, again, that's that evidence of repentance. Mm-hmm. I know that was sinful. This is the righteous way. It's my current intent to res- respond that way next time. Please forgive me. Again, it's an ask, mm-hmm. you know, please forgive me. And then the ball is now in the other person's court to either choose to walk in obedience and grant forgiveness uh, or to um you know, disobey and withhold forgiveness, but you you have been faithful to do that. You've acknowledged it. You're expressing a desire to repent, and then you are asking, "Please forgive me." Mm-hmm. So. And an opportunity to encourage the person who is uh, asking for forgiveness to confess sin can be hard, yeah. and to have an opportunity to encourage, like, "Thank you for being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Thank yeah. you for walking in obedience in that." Yeah. And I think the others, when you think about needing to confess more, those are those can be those one-minute prayers in the moment. I mean, I think mm. sometimes it's like, okay, this is my quiet time where I have a prayer journal and I have to, you know, try to reach what did I, what were my sins in the last twenty-four hours? I think if we just develop a habit of when we see it, uh, Lord, please forgive me mm-hmm. that that was wrong. You know, then we can keep that short accounts. Mm-hmm. So, and just to express again. If we are believers, we are forgiven. I yes. Don't, we don't we don't walk in First John one nine to keep our salvation or to earn it back. Mm-hmm. It is just to have that that fellowship restored, not because God has moved away from us, but because right. we have not been walking in the Spirit, walking in the light. Great reminder. Yep. Great reminder. Well, thank you so much sure. for teaching this morning. I appreciate all of your questions. Really do appreciate those and hope you have a fantastic afternoon. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.